Hello and welcome to Forever Young Adult, a podcast where I, Aoife, and I, Kira, talk about young adult fiction. And boy, do I have a fiction for you today. Okay, cool. All I know about this book, I do not know as much as you know, listener. All I know is it's a wild ride. Uh, I don't know name. I don't know author. I don't know anything. What's up? Uh, so the author of this book is um, Marie-Louise Fitzpatrick, who's an Irish author, and this is not her first book, but it is her first um, young adult fiction. Uh-huh. And Careful phrasing there. Did she do YA nonfiction? Mm, no, she has not done a, a YA fic- nonfiction. Okay, just check. To my knowledge. Maybe she's got a secret one. Um, one second. And so she has written a number of picture books um, that are all quite enjoyable, um, including There, which is a really beautiful picture book that I really like about a little kid who goes on a really long journey. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's one of my favorites. Um, Based on the idea also, of, are we there? No, it's just like, I want to go there. I want to yeah. I want to get over that hill. I want to just see what's beyond. It's really beautiful. Um, and she also has a really cute picture book called Owl Bat Bat Owl, um, which is about like an owl mother and a bat parent and their kids. And they're trying to explain like these different things about like... The, the the they're just like oh my goodness there's such a different culture between our two families because one of them is an owl and the other one is a bat and then the bat parent the bat parent and the owl parent have to like put their differences aside for the sake of their bat and owl children and it's just it's very cute it's a cute book Sounds and it huge. doesn't have any words it's a, oh. it's a wordless it's a wordless book so um it's all done via the pictures it's really gorgeous um it's a real nice book so she she has a history with picture books uh-huh. is what i'm saying is this a picture book this is not a picture book this okay. is um this book is called on midnight beach um and it came out in 2020 a rough year and was it? It's 2020? You might have heard of it. And it's a reimagining slash retelling of an Irish legend. Um, and it's the Irish legend involving the tan. And uh, it's, it's, it's the story Queen of... It's not Queen Maeve, is it? Hmm? It's not Queen Maeve, is it? It does involve Queen Maeve. It's the cattle raid of Cooley. Oh my god, yes. We had a picture of book of that growing up. Yes. I love that so, one. Maeve is such a bad bitch. Like, I hate to say girl boss, but like, given she was a ruling monarch, I think we can say girl boss. Yeah, she is a girl boss. And oh my god, the Maeve in this book, also a girl boss. Um, It's fantastic. So I'm just going to get straight into the book. Uh, Mer... Marie-Louise Fitzpatrick is great. I'm a big fan of her picture books, and now I'm also a big fan of her her writing, just generally. And so, it's as I said, it's a retelling of that story. 
but it's uh-huh. set in the summer of 1976 in Ireland, which, Aoife, you may probably are aware, is the hot hottest summer on record for Ireland. Uh, I'm actually not entirely aware. sure if it's still the hottest summer. Like, 2021 was hot and 2020 was hot, but, like, of legend, the mm-hmm. summer of 76 was, oh boy, and it kind of had a heat wave all summer and mm-hmm. so she has set this book in that summer and the story the story of the raid of the cattle involves Ku Cullen who famously killed a, a hunting dog with a slitter and so mm-hmm. there is a boy in this book who kills a dog with a hurl and a slitter at eight years old because it was yes, attacking another child. And so his name is Dog Cullen. Dog Cullen. Yes. Yeah. That's the it. Name changes, the name changes are amazing and not subtle. <laughs> does So how much of Ku Cullen's traits does he retain? Does he have uh, magical changing eyes? He has two different colour eyes. Yes. Does he have a magical anime girl transformation? <laughs> no. Okay, Colin is such a Mary Sue. I know, I love it. He really is. Um, It took me an embarrassingly long amount of time reading this book to realise that it was like a retelling of of the, the cattle raid because that's a story that I am familiar with from my own childhood and living in Ireland. But I was like, oh, the very first chapter in which a regular boy kills a dog with a hurl and a slitter and then everyone calls him dog that's that's a fun reference to Ku Cullen doesn't consider that further his girlfriend's name is Emer doesn't consider that firmer, further a, a queen bitch called Maeve shows up starts to think huh huh maybe there's maybe something there's some in collection this. looks at the back of the book no the back of the book doesn't say us but there is like a little bit at the very end where it's just like hey this this is a retelling and if you want to hear the original this is this is where you should go and these are the translations i used and i was like i'm so dumb i'm so like i caught it i caught it but it did take oh way too long way too long weird that it wasn't advertised as such i know especially since um savage her reply also came out in 2020 and that was also like a retelling of an Irish uh, myth and legends. Maybe is do you think it's a YA thing? Like Savage Her Reply, albeit it being a book that we covered, wasn't really considered a YA. Um, did they think it would be too literary or something? I don't for the I teens? don't know. This book was giving me more more so than like the retelling of an Irish legend, this book was giving me like real strong outsider vibes. Out what now? The Outsider by S.C. Hilton. Ah, our first ever episode. Don't listen to it, guys. It was giving me those vibes, like, real strong, because ultimately it is about two gangs coming Mm -hmm. together to fight each other because of both perceived and real slights. Do they actually steal a cow? No. So, So, what she has done is replaced... The cattle with a dolphin. A dolphin? A dolphin. 
a dolphin. Okay. That's not like the most natural substitute in my mind, I have to say. So here's our setting. We're in Donegal. Okay. Dolphins right? making more sense now. Rural Ireland, Donegal. And we've got two towns. Well, one is a town and the other is more of a village. Mm-hmm. And so our smaller village is... Are they real called... towns, do you know? No, they're fictionalised. Okay. Makes so our our sense. smaller town is called Carrick. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm acknowledging that that sounds quite close to like real places in the. But there's West. like several places called Carrick. It's like having a fictional yeah. town called Bally um, so or something. It's it's Carrick Cove, and mm-hmm. Ross. Ross is the town, and mm-hmm. these two places have like massive regional rivalries between them. It's mm-hmm. the Carrig kids versus the Ross kids. And it mm-hmm. goes back years and years and generations and the Ga teams, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I remember so when the- I first t- met someone from Mohol in uh, in Dublin and I was like, people from my town? And he was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> we're in Dublin now, so we're going to be civilised. <laughs> um, so the two towns have this fierce rivalry and... Carrig ha- is at like a financial disadvantage to Ross. I mean, I don't think that either town are doing well, but Ross is bigger. It's got a hotel, so it gets that yeah. bit of Donegal tourism. And Carrig is mostly fishermen, working people. Nobody's going touristing to Carrig, except now they've got a dolphin. Okay. Right? They've they have a dolphin. a dolphin, but it lives wild, I presume. There is a dolphin that lives wild and it has shown up on the in the bay in Carrick, which means uh-huh. that Carrick now has something for people to come visit. Uh-huh. And it's 1976, so everyone thinks that this is great crack. We're all go off a day trip to Donegal and we'll see the dolphin swim with the dolphin. Like with the dolphin John Walrus Rain. this summer. Yeah. And um, they named the dolphin Rin. And this is where we, like, meet our central players. Uh-huh. So in Carrig, we've got Doug Cullen. We've got uh-huh. a lad called Connor. We've got another guy called Kiss. And then we've got various hangers-on. Uh-huh. Okay? That we don't care about. And we also have the POV character for... There's two point-of-view characters, and one of them is Emer. And mm-hmm. her and Doug, her and Dog, have a mm-hmm. bit of a romance, which is um, her mom. Her mom mm-hmm. is an angel and a blessing, and I love her. Would fight for Emer's mom in a second. Okay. Her dad okay. is, owns the village shop, mm-hmm. and he. Uh, his name is Sylvester and he's called Sly because you couldn't get one over on him. Mm-hmm. And he's also cheap as dirt. Okay. Okay. And he fully intends for Emer to take over the shop when he retires and never to mm-hmm. leave the village. And like, why would we be sending the girl to college? Isn't it good enough that she's getting a leaving source? Sure. What would, what would college do for her? She'd only just be back here minding the shop. And her mom is like, no, 
Emer's going to college. Emer's getting out of here. There's nothing for her here. Right? I really then- wish I'd done more research on the Ulster cycle. But, like, I had no idea what we were discussing today. So I do not know what this character's, like, corollary is. I presume he's a king. He's... Because Emer's a princess, but... Like, not everyone has a straight correlation, but her dad is a person with a lot of influence in the t- in the village. Mm-hmm. So, um, he convinces... He convinces all of the fishermen that instead of driving the dolphin away, they should be doing day tours and making a profit off the dolphin. And then he yeah. arranges that they sell the tickets in his shop so that he can make a profit off the ticket sales while also making sure that the fishermen also see the money. So like Uh he's got his hand in a couple of pots, you know? Yeah. And he he is deeply, he's like simultaneously deeply respected and also a little bit resented by everyone because they know that he's doing these, this stuff. They know he's cheap as dirt. They know that he's trying to raise prices in the shop at any opportunity. They know that, if the dolphin wasn't making him a prophet, he wouldn't care about the dolphin. The phrase that comes to mind to me is you'd rather have him in the tent pissing out than out of the tent pissing in. Exactly. He's like, like, we don't love him. But right now he's working with us, not against us. And I would not like him to be working against us. And... Emer is like very aware of the reputation that her dad has and her mom is also very aware of the reputation that her mom has and at one point her her mom is straight up like if it was available as an option to me I would have left him but it wasn't and it isn't and I'm like and that's part of the reason why she's so determined that Emer get out of the town Mm -hmm. so that's Emer and we also have her best friend Fee and those are most of the characters most of the Carrick um, group. Now, Dog and Kiss are both... Wait, sorry, what was the friend's name? Kiss. So it's Dog and Cat. I had not made that connection, but yes. I'm going to look up Cattle Rated Kiss, right K-I-T. Real quick. Yeah, I know. I know the name. I was going to call a kid it, but then, as is the fucking tradition in my life... Um, my, an ex-partner of mine took the name, which has happened to most of the baby names I use, (laughs) I've had. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Kit. Yeah, unfortunately, because it's a myth, you don't get, like, a list of characters. Yeah. Um, so, Dog and Kiss are kind of they're well respected in the community like they're 18 they're 17 years old but within like the kids the teenagers they're all they're both very well respected and dog is seen as like the natural leader of everyone except that he hasn't taken up that mantle and so instead Uh connor is the person who is the leader and he has generally agreed to not be a good leader Uh he's but he is the leader He's just not well suited to us. Um, and that's all our Carrick group. And then in Ross, we have the point of view character of Gus. A thing I really liked about this book is that often when you get um, a boy-girl split POV, they are yeah. like 
the love interests for each other. Yeah. But if uh, both Emer and Gus are not the love interests. Emer is the love interest of Doug. Fee, who's the other main woman, is the love interest for Kiss. And then we've got Gus, who is... He's born Carrick, but he he's is now... What? Being, he's oh, born in Carrick. I heard you say he's born Carrot. I'm like, they named him that? No. So <laughs> Gus... Gus was born in Carrick and he has a younger brother and when they were 12, 10, his mom moved them out to Ross because she wanted a better life for them, quote unquote. And so they have this issue where they're born Carrick and that's where their loyalties are. But also they've been like, living in Ross and neither neither town accepts them because the Ross kids are like your Carrick and the Carrick kids are like your Ross so they're kind of outsiders in their own communities just like Essie Hilton said and he works at the hotel and the hotel is owned by some lad and his daughter is Maeve okay who's and our allele because I like him. Maeve's husband, who she has the bet with ah, in the cattle raid. Um, his name is... One moment and I'll get it for you. Because he wasn't that big of a deal in this. Like, I understand they're changing stuff because in the original it is like, the story is that Maeve and Aleel are like, okay, so we've we've got exactly the same wealth. Except Aleel has a has a cow that is better than all my cows. So Maeve's like, I need a really good cow. And then she tries to steal the cow, which in this is a dolphin. So her her boyfriend in this is Ali Matthews, who is also very rich and his family is also very well to do. So they would be the two richest uh kids in in Ross. And but um Ali, to be honest, has almost... I don't think he says more than five lines and he has almost no personality. He's very bland to me. And that's fine. He wasn't a central player because Maeve was calling all the shots there. And also, yeah, that, Maeve was like, hey, we're living in Ireland in 1967. and Sorry, 1976. And um, I'm just going to have sex with anyone I want. This is my boyfriend, Ali. Hey, Gus. You want to have sex though? And Gus is like, "What about Ali?" And he's just, she's just like, "Eh, he doesn't have to know." And then he's like, that- "What about your father? We're having sex in his hotel." And she's just like, "My father has has uh, sown his own wild oats, his own wild oats, and he would prefer that I do it close to home than go gallivanting and making trouble for myself." And I'm you know, just somewhere like, really far away, like Carrick. I'm just like Maeve, Maeve, darling. I love you. You are once again. That's that's Maeve. You are that bitch, and I am here for it. Here for it. Um, and then they also have a couple of hangers on, who again, kind of like aren't really important to the plot. They just do what they're told, uh-huh. and so the plot from there is the character kids dolphin. having the dolphin. 
the Ross kids trying to steal the dolphin. Which How does one trying steal, to steal the dolphin? dolphin? And then the carrot kids having to steal it back. Mostly you steal it by luring it with fish. Because I was going to say, they're fairly mobile. Yeah, they mostly steal it with fish. But the idea isn't necessarily that we'll keep the dolphin. The idea is that, like, the Ross kids are like, oh, the carrot kids kids think that they have one up on us because their town has a dolphin and our town doesn't. And all the Mm -hmm. tourists aren't going to our town anymore. They're going to the other town. And, like, Gus is put off because he works in the hotel and they cut his shifts because they don't have enough people because all the tourists are going up to Carrick. And but then, if the other place doesn't have a hotel, wouldn't they stay at the nearest of, hotel? Some of the some of the residents uh, set up illegal B and Bs. Oh, okay, that scans as well. That makes sense to me. Rural yeah. Ireland, eh? Rural Ireland, and so as the book goes on, the temperature between the two towns rises as like they try to steal the dolphin and then the kids start doing pranks on the other town and they they go back and forth and things keep escalating and the temperatures keep increasing (laughs) and there's a water ban and what's the dolphin doing and oh these boys are just so violent and fighting all the time and and Gus is like oh I'm torn between these two communities and also this girl keeps wanting to have sex with me and I'm conflicted about it but also wow sex is fun and i'm seven and i'm 18 and i just got a car oh wow well then he's a catch hey and he's just like and i worked so hard to get my car and i could have gotten driving lessons but instead i gave the extra money to my brother so he could go gallivanting around dublin learning how to box because everyone thinks that he has the makings of a professional boxer and Mm -hmm is wild um and that's the book that's the book i know that i've wrapped that up real quick um but the 400 pages this not 400 pages the 300 pages of the book had me drawn in every second like i was not bored reading this book at any point and i it was just that like it really did remind me of the outsiders of trying to find your place in like both your community and in your friends and like that transition period just before you like uh-huh. no most of the most of the people in the book are eight are 17 and like a lot of them are going on to finish their final year of school before they go on to college and there's a whole thing about like how many of them will go to college how many of them are going to stay and just take on full times the job they're doing part-time how many of them want to leave and how many want to stay and like the differences between those groups and how they feel about the town and just how Ireland feels about women is a particular point within the book that is like very subtly woven in and there's also a whole thing about the two girls kind of want to have sex with their two boys. So one of the girls sends the boy up north to get Johnny's because they live on the border. And yep. it's the 70s. Like, you couldn't get... You had to get a prescription to get condoms. So, like... This is why just, a boy with a car is a real catch. 
Yeah. And they all have bikes. They're all cycling everywhere. And um, nobody has a fu- People, like, there's a whole thing where they're like, run to so-and-so's house because they have a phone and get them to call the other two people in town who have a phone so that we can spread the message and everyone else go door to door. And I was just like, it's the 70s. Like, I know that you are mostly reading this book as a book and it sounds really good as a book but before we leave behind the classical uh, mythology element of it I've got like one question yes how do they do Cucullin killing his foster brother and getting near fatally wounded in the same battle that takes three days is there something similar to that there is a fight there is a fight at the end of the book and I don't want to spoil how it goes, but there is a ver- there is a fight. It does, the temperatures do rise and the two groups of kids do end up fighting each other. Because like, it's also really fun to be focusing on this real small town rivalry when it's also like the 70s in yeah. Donegal. So yeah. like... Like, there's other big conflicts real close by. <laughs> yeah, like, just up the north, we're having the troubles. So, mm-hmm. like, that's not far from home. Then the, the we don't, the, the book itself doesn't really get into it. It just talks about going up north to get the, the to get the, the condoms. And also, when, um, when Gus gets his car first, he's, he didn't have the money for driving lessons. So he's self-teaching himself by driving the, the, the famously, famously safe roads of Donegal. Mm. Um, for context, they are not safe. They are very, very windy and very I mean, um, not wide. I don't think they're any worse than anywhere else. They just are, yeah, they don't have other people on them. So in that way, not the worst place to drive. They're not any worse than any other rural roads, but they yeah. are not like the best roads to be learning to drive on. Self, self-thought, self at least. Anyway, he does have a consideration of going up north uh, where there are slightly better kept roads and he decides against it because he doesn't want to be dealing with customs and the border checks and all of that stuff. He's just like, that's too much trouble for for today. I'll just stick to these back roads. Very fair. Yeah, and that's how he spots the dolphin. And he's like, I didn't know that day that the dolphin would bring the trouble that it would. And I'm like, Gus, you're 18 years old and I love you. It's just like, because for them, it is a major mythological thing, as significant (laughs) as the Ulster cycle is. Like, of course, of course. It's, it's Anton, but it's them. And it's a fucking dolphin. Yes, it's excellent. Can't you it's just absolute... share the dolphin? You can't share the dolphin, Aoife. If you shared the dolphin, then you would have to admit that you are one community with one shared goal and outcome. And they're not. They're two yeah, communities no. that are bitter rivals to each other. You're right. Can't be having that. Can't be having collaboration. Oh, between if two only this was said in the times? 90s. <laughs> have a really great song about collaboration (laughs) it's a fantastic book i 
highly recommend this. It was absolutely beautiful. I really enjoyed the two different uh, points of view. They were very different. Um, it was interesting to me that like... So Gus... I really enjoyed Gus's point of view. Emer's was very good and it like made me think a lot about being a teenager and having that like first rush of affection slash love and how that felt and the ways in which you have to make choices if you're in a relationship and she in particular is like I am weighing up the choices of my entire life because I could stay and be with dog or I could go and live a larger life outside of this town and at various points Doug dog makes change make, mm, at various I love points. how you're trying to give him a more normal name it's very considerate <laughs> his, of you his birth name is Seth he gets called it like three times <laughs> yep that's a good corollary for Satanta um at various points dog makes choices where he could choose Emer. He could. Mm -hmm. And at least one of them, Emer is like, I know that you are choosing between me and the respect of the men in the village. And I am telling you to go with the men of the village. Mm -hmm. But then she's like, I told him to do that. And it was the right thing to tell him to do. But I am sad that he did it. And it's fine. I made the choice. And so I'm not going to hold it against him. But when he doesn't choose her the next time, she's like, will he ever choose me? Yeah, no spoilers for the Ulster cycle. But like, if this is taking from the Ulster cycle, Emer should leave. Um, Emer should not stick around with Kukulin because he is like, <laughs> he is a lad's lad. Um, yeah. And he, he will always put his lads first. So like, yeah, no, you know, um, get that degree, girl. He's definitely a lad's lad. It's... Mm -hmm. It's... Dog loves her. I fully believe that Dog loves her. But I also do not think that he would choose her. Between between her and, like, something that Kit wants him to do or the men in the village want him to do, no, he's... He's going to go with them every time. Because... There's also a lot of good queer analysis on Kukulin. Like... Oh, you can they're definitely, yeah. There's you, you can't. Like, it's an army story, so they're all gay. But also, Kukulin trans is one of the analyses because, like, chooses a name, gets to be superhero boy, has a magic transformation into being his best self, etc. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you have any questions about it? I mean, it seems like you're very reluctant to share spoilers, which is fair. Um, but like, I'm interested, I'm really interested in how they bring various plot points from Anton into this. But most of the plot points I know are spoilery. Um, so, I like, does say the that... dolphin die? Yes. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> Do they kill it trying to like bring it somewhere or something? The so as as they are having their like final showdown, 
the dolphin is also having a showdown with another dolphin that has turned up and they are like just beating the crap out of each other. Okay. Um, another thing that happens in the in Antan does does Kukulin find Maeve pissing in a field? No. Maeve <laughs> okay, does not cool. piss in a field. I actually don't think I don't think that Dog and Maeve actually like have a full conversation because they do have like a showdown at one point mm-hmm. um where Maeve is like this the, is my guy. It's, it's almost like a duel. It's almost like a duel where like Dog is the leader of his team and Maeve is the leader of her team, but they send in their seconds to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And then Hamilton starts playing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, like in duels. And that's almost like the closest Maeve and Dog have to having a conversation. But mm. let me tell you, if she could get herself around him, I do believe she would. Yep. I do believe she was. <laughs> because she is all about the boys with, with good shoulders, let me mm. tell you. I don't believe that happens in Anton, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did, because I'm I don't I'm, have the best memory. I'm not um I'm not as up on the legends as you are, and I'm also find all the oh. relationships very confusing. I am not up like, on the You're them like at all. I'm not up on the on the the you're like, I'm not up on the legends. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm even less than that. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I love the Catherine I wasn't named after an evil stepmother. Yeah, that's true. We just, yeah, these were our bedtime stories. But because, <laughs> you know, like, because they were our bedtime stories, they kind of really watered down the, like, you know, Maeve tempting enemy soldiers with her welcoming pies kind of thing which I only like found out about later on in different retellings. Um, she really does the Maven this book really does play up her sexuality because so she it's so good so she sleeps with Gus and mm. then gets Gus to do something for her she gets him to bring some of the lads out to out to Carrick so that they can like suss out the ground out there for the big steel and he feels really tricked by this because he's like I thought I was just bringing them out so they wouldn't get beat up but apparently we were doing recon and he comes back and he's like did you sleep with me just so you get me to do this and she was like you would have done this if I had swayed my hips and given you a smile I slept with you because I wanted to and I was just like Maeve the power you hold yeah (laughs) and the self-knowledge of it like Maeve is a girl boss like we can have discussions about you know are is it valid to be a girl boss or not but all of that is entirely beside the fact that Maeve is one like she just is she's fab um the, honestly do the girls get to talk do the girls get to talk um Emer and Maeve don't talk but Emer does talk to Fee quite a lot um, and she also, when Fee is not available at one point, she's like, I went to talk to the other girls and oh my God, did they gossip? Like they, t- I was trying to figure out how to find out the answers to my questions and they just straight up told me with no prompting. I had to prompt them like one time to get a specific piece of information, <laughs> but they were just like, oh, you're here. Let me tell it. Let us tell you the news. And she's just like, what's happening? This was so easy. <laughs> Just like a wall of sound coming at her as like a year of gossip is poured into her face. Yeah. 
Um, the title of the book is On Midnight Beach. And that is because... Did I forget to ask that? <laughs> I said it at the very start. Okay, um, okay. And that is because Emer, Emer, the case and dog are like the first people to spot the dolphin. And so they feel a lot of ownership over the dolphin. And they decide at some point that there's too many crowds around the place uh, during the day. So they start going out to visit the dolphin at like midnight. And they have like, they go out, they visit the dolphin, they kind of have a date time. They do a bit of canoodling. All four and of them? Separately. They pair okay. off. They, they do pair off, Eva. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, ambitious. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> and so, like, there's some really beautiful scenes at, near the start to the middle of the book. It is split into five parts. And in, like, the first two parts, there's just some beautiful scenes where Emer is just describing the beach and the light and the dolphin in the water and just like all of these really nice soft landscapey things mm-hmm. and it's really beautiful and I do believe that is why it's called that um I kind of wasn't expecting really nice. them to have affection for the dolphin either like that that I didn't expect from your earlier descriptions so you didn't expect which that they would like feel personally attached to the dolphin like it seemed like the dolphin was just a tool for like proving what town is better but these guys seem to like give a shit the the dolphin was a, a means to the end for most of the adults and i think that it was i don't think that that ross as a whole cared very particularly for the dolphin like even the kids in ross we're like, we want the dolphin for bragging rights. And then it quickly dissolves into just, we want to fight you. Uh-huh. Um, but these four kids, uh, Emer, the do- dog and Kit, they do feel like a lot of affection for the dolphin, particularly mm-hmm. Emer. And like, they are also like, it's a wild animal. It's a wild animal. And we are like, privileged to be in the presence of such a like that this animal would let us be so close to it and let us swim with it is a privilege and those Ross kids are not taking our wild dolphin (laughs) did fungi disappear this year or last Uh, fungi disappeared in 2020 I wonder if the marketers for this book were like, oh, fuck yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, I think Fungi is mentioned in this book, actually. Just like in passing, where they're like, sure, didn't Fungi do great things down the country? Yeah. We've got our um, new one. And oh my God. So there's this great scene where the fishermen are like, the dolphin is eating all of our fish. Yeah, and one of them is that. like, listen... Leave it a week, and if he's not gone, he'll be gone in a week. If he's not gone in a week, I'll, I'll run him off, right? And the other fishermen are like, "No, we have to kill the dolphin. He's eating all our fish." And sure, doesn't the EU set too many tariffs on our fish as it is? Um, and it's not the current EU because Ireland hasn't joined it yet. It's the when we just were involved in the market 
Mm-hmm. It's the step before. I can't remember what it's called. And the like, EC? there's a whole discussion. Yes, the EEC. Um, there's a whole discussion about fishing territories. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, Emer's dad comes along and he's like, "We shouldn't kill the dolphin. We should profit from the dolphin. Ye fishermen should start a co-op where half of ye go fishing and the other half of ye." bring out guests to see the dolphin on the boat. I can't believe we're 40 minutes into this recording before you've mentioned that there's a co-op in this. It's like, <laughs> do you know how to hold my attention at all? <laughs> yeah, no, they start a co-op. Excellent. They start a co-op I love it. Where they divide the money from the fishing and the money from the sale, the, the ticket sales between the lot of them. Cool. And of course, Sly gets his cut as well because he sells them centrally in the shop. The only way to do it. Yeah, of course, of course. It's the only way that would work. The only way it would um, work. The other, my other favorite like piece of trivia is that the there's a pub in the town, and obviously uh-huh. you can't drink until you're over eighteen. But even when when some of the kids turn eighteen, right? The guy still won't serve them out of respect to their mothers. <laughs> He's like, you're 18, but you're not a man, yes. And I therefore won't serve. It's the only pub in the town, so you don't have a choice. And I've decided I won't serve you out of respect for your mother until, like, you're a true man and you're out of her house or something. Like, I don't That's... know. I don't know at what I... point he would start serving these boys. But one of them is like, yeah, no, I'm... because." Th- when Gus comes along, they're like, oh, you look old enough that you could probably get a pitcher of cider off, off your man in the pub and then we can go drink it up the, up the field. And he's like, well, I am 18, so that's grand. And they're like, yeah, no, I'm also 18 and he won't serve me out of respect for my ma. And I'm just like, I love these small towns. That's the this. worst thing I can imagine happening to a young man. That's horrible. Like ni- like ninety nine percent of the time it's the opposite because you'll have a teenage barman, so he'll be like, of course. But oh, that's so sad. No wonder they started yeah. fights. There's nothing else for them to do. Like I bet there's it's no pool table nothing. either. What do they do? There's literally nothing. Um, it's wild. It's wild. It's a fantastic book. I loved every part of it. It felt really, really Irish. But it also felt very universal and I don't... I was really wondering because the author's surname's Fitz something, right? Fitzpatrick. That's a very southeastern name. So I'm wondering now, like, is she is she from Donegal? Because some of this is so, like... I guess there's a universality to coastal communities as well, but... um, I think that's about it. For the book. Um, she did study in DIT. Sure we all did, didn't we? Excepting you and me and probably a lot of other people. You know. <laughs> well, thank you for telling me about that book. Um, I'm not going to commit She's myself. She's Dublin-born. Oh, well. Dublin-born... She's Dublin-born, but that means little because who knows where her parents blew in from, you know? Well, her dad wasn't from Donegal anyway. I'd bet you five were on it. <laughs> um, can't say about the matrilineal nature of things because, you know, how surnames generally tend to be. Um, 
That's cool. That's really good. I hope she writes another book that is within our remit because I would also like to read one for the pod so... that had such a batshit premise as like Anton, but it's 1976 and Donegal. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I said this already, but like strong outsider vibes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think it's I, mean, I think it's the, teen gang, the gang element, but like the outsiders also ends with two gangs meeting at the end to be like, let's just sort out this turf war that we're having. And I'm like, yeah, I feel it. I think it's a really, really good way to translate a like legend for the modern audience because very few contexts in our lives are as lawless as teenagers who have decided to fight (laughs) so it's a really good uh corollary i think yeah uh so thank you for listening to us talk about on midnight beach by marie louise fitzpatrick uh thank you for our patreon supporters kethin samantha and jamie for their lovely support and for helping to bring you this podcast if you want to join them in giving support wow i've said support a lot of times uh you can go to patreon.com forward slash forever ya pod and throw us a couple of pints worth of money mm-hmm. sacrifice a friday pint and uh give it to us instead yeah because like we it. can get served in the local if we want we can get served we are of age and not too demographically- brag so are you (laughs) statistically yeah (laughs) statistically based on our demographics you are of age also i mean statistically you're also american which is strange because i think we only get interaction from our irish listeners but we love you all anyway um we'll be back in two weeks when i will be reading a book i'm not 1000% 1000% sure just yet which one, but I will let you know if you keep an eye on our social medias. And until then, stay safe. Uh, stay safe and get vaccinated. Get I promised vaccinated. the doctor that I would tell all my friends to get vaccinated. All of my friends are already vaccinated. So you, unknowing listener, should follow in our lead and get yourself vaccinated. And you should follow that up by not getting COVID like I did. Yeah, um, you should have, woo, yeah, uh, you only get to be in a parasocial relationship with us and refer to us as your friends if you're vaccinated, um, and if you are vaccinated, then you can go ahead and tell everyone that you're our best friends and that you know us in real life and you bought us a pint, so, (laughs) uh, we will see you again in two weeks, bye! Bye. Forever young adult of a podcast where we read books. Here as you are.